Hi, I'm Corey Moss. I'm so tired of <laughs> And you are listening to the special ISC 2015 edition of the Cavalry Ride Show. Hi, I'm Chuck Espinosa, and you're listening to Corey Moss on the Cavalry Ride Show. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mark Coxon, the AV Phenom, and you are listening to the Cavalry Ride Show. Pop, pop. Hey, sorry, wake up. <laughs> and you're listening to me on the Calvary Ride Show. Good morning, everybody. Hi, I'm Krista Bender, AB Krista, and you're listening to the Calvary Ride Show. Wow, where are we now? Are we in are Amsterdam? We, we, no, Corey, we're sitting in our living rooms. Oh, um, okay. Now, it was one. Other, other people are actually in Amsterdam, but through the magic of something called the internet and uh, and Zoom here, we we get to talk to people that are in Amsterdam. Isn't that amazing? Wait, wait, you saying we're on the internets? Uh, yes, on the interwebs. On the interwebs. You know, you, you know, they say there's this guy who invented the internets. Um, yeah, I think I think he he invented the internet and then he made a movie about global warming, right? No, actually, I, I heard it was Brian Williams who invented oh, the internet. That's right. Brian Williams was on the news and he was saying how he he uh, invented the internet and then the Al Gore stole the idea from him, right? Right, and then he was on that chopper that was shot down, but then he was on the one trailing it, but then he was on the one going the other way, but he did invent the internet while he was on that chopper that got shot down. It's not the chopper. No. It's not the chopper. Six months is not enough for that guy. He needs to be suspended for life. Well, well Corey, we, it sounds like we've traded in Miss um, Holmwood or the older distinguished gentleman Pop Pop Green. Yeah, and she'll pay. She will pay. <laughs> oh, look, yeah, she's on Europe. she's on Europe time and I'm not on that time, so uh, oh, oh. And, yeah. Uh, and they're bringing back fudge and chocolates. And we've the trip. We've traded in Stacy Kringlin for, for Krista Bender. Yes. Yep, that's me. What a, you know, I, I tell you, Krista was so phenomenal in the last episode. <laughs> And, you know, she said, yeah, I'm going to do uh, ISE. And she said, yeah, I'll do the next show after that. And, yeah, I'll do the next show after that. <laughs> so, you know what, Mark? We're on our way to 87 co-hosts. <laughs> then, then what did Krista say no to besides, besides working for Pop Pop anymore? Being on the, being on the what, show with Pop Pop? Mark, nice. <laughs> nice. Hey, a, hey, John. Well, and she did, she left, and, and I will freely admit, she left me. She walked in and said, I'm done. <laughs> and that's what she said in the last show, too, by the way. <laughs> well, John, at, least at least she's telling the truth, not like Brian Williams. So. <laughs> <laughs> that dumbass. Yeah, John has seen the good parts of Krista and the bad parts of Krista. Probably oh. the most uncomfortable part for John was one time when we had to sit in with a human resources person. Yeah. Oh. I try to take all those situations to lunch. Yeah. We did a lunch too, didn't we? We did. <laughs> hey, listen, you guys can talk amongst yourselves. If I'm going yeah, to yell at you, I might as well have something to eat while I'm doing. That's my. Yeah. Hey Eric, you know what's he funny? Eric, defend himself with a fork. Hey Eric, these two worked with each other, and you know, and Krista on the last show talked about. She said, "Oh yeah, Johnny, let me go." You know, and now they're in the same room. Isn't this fun? Right. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how these things are. Yeah, I tell you. So, um, so Phenom, uh, what, what are we doing today? Well, we, we have a distinguished guest today from Denim, Corey. 
Denim Pro. From Den exactly. Not not the Resi, but the Pro, right? That's, That's right. right. We got some Pro Go. <laughs> some Pro Go. <laughs> and, and his name is Eric. How you doing, Eric? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm here in Amsterdam. I'm doing great. <laughs> where did, where did He's you... doing great, by the way. I'm where great, did... too. I'm real tired. Where did you fly in from, Eric? I flew in from Boston. I live in Connecticut. Uh, aren't you lucky? <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, have, I, have, I have a daughter in Boston, and she left on Friday. She still hasn't come home. Oh. <laughs> so you, 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 did, you that, did you just miss it? Just lucky barely. man. Yep. All right. I'm getting the uh, the Skype messages and the uh, and the emails and texts from my wife who is back in the foot of snow, figuring out where the power button is on the snowblower. So, so oh. my world. <laughs> there you go. Oh wow. Well, well, Eric, I don't know if you know, but we like to play games on the Cavalry Show. No. And and we we have a special a special game for ISE. Um, and the way this works today is I'm going to take uh, – we've got seven questions in 90 seconds. We're going to give all of our guests today the same quiz. Okay. We're not going to tell you if you've got the answers right or wrong. It's kind of like Family Feud. You're just going to give them to me. I'm going to lock them in. And at the end of the show, when you're no longer there, after we've had everybody come through, we'll announce a winner. And you may, if you've won, get a special prize delivered to you from Ray. But you know what? I, if he answers enough right, he gets to tell us what's going on with Den on Pro at uh, ISC. <laughs> there we go. You have to go away, and you know I'm sorry. There are party gifts, though. So, Selective yeah. journalism. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know that's the way we do it here on the Cavalry. Right? That's that's exactly exactly the way that we do things here. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Eric. We're gonna give him 90 seconds. Okay. And um, we're gonna give him the courtesy of 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 some silence. Do you hear that, Cavalry people? When he's talking or, or listening to these questions, we're actually not going to talk over him or, or cause conversation. This is going to be really hard for us, Eric, more than you. This is impossible. Um, it's anti-Brian Williams. <laughs> of course. It's all his fault. So, so these, are, these are some uh, questions about, about Holland, about the Netherlands. And oh, so yeah. oh. we've got seven of them. We'll see how far you get, and at the end uh, of the show, we'll uh, we'll give everybody a score. Good luck, All Eric. Right. So, All right. I don't yeah. know any of these answers, I'm sure. I guess I'm getting any uh, no airtime today, huh? Well, <laughs> yeah, you are. Do your we're best. We're only giving you 90 seconds, so you get airtime for Denon. That's the way we're right. Oh, that, that works for you. Exactly. That's that's why I put the timer on it, Corey, because I knew <laughs> we would take all his time if we didn't do that. We could we could give him 10 minutes. No. No. So, <laughs> all right, in five, four, three, two, one. Eric, the herring with chopped raw onions and pickles is a national dish. Dish. The Dutch consume how many pounds of it each year to the nearest million? How many pounds of herring? We're going to go with three. Three million pounds. Okay, here we go. Seventy percent of the world's supply of this mad sound guy staple comes from the Netherlands. What food is it? This guy. <laughs> if you don't know, you can pass. I was going to say Hot Pockets, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'll have to pass on that one. Okay, the next one. The Dutch are the world's blankest population with men averaging over 184 centimeters. 
I'm afraid of this one. Oh boy. <laughs> can we <laughs> say that? I'm awake. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with um Oh boy. This is when your metric comes in. Yeah, that's right. Uh no, it can't be tallest. Uh let's go with Awesomest. Okay, Awesomest. There we Johnny go. Johnny Moda's on the show? What this alcohol Double was invented in the Netherlands in the 16th century. It's commonly mis mixed with tonic. I'm not I don't even drink alcohol, so that's uh Oh, strike one. I know. <laughs> I don't belong in this show. All right. You've got the strikes on this show? A person drinks on average how much beer a year in the Netherlands in pint? Oh, this. Okay, let's go with um, 200 pints. Okay, two more. With the Netherlands below sea level and another half of it um, less than one meter in elevation, what were the famous windmills originally used for? Uh, let's say um, grinding something. Okay. Uh, how about uh, making some sort of clay or compound for the uh, for the dikes? Okay, there we go. And the Netherlands is the largest exporter of this, accounting for seven billion euro annually. Could it be pornography? <laughs> sure, it certainly could. And all seven questions. And Eric, we will have to let you know how you did later. I don't um, want to know. I don't even want to know. Are we going to send him a text or an email, or how does that work? We can, we can send him something, but we'll we'll let him know if you won, obviously. And then later, we'll let uh, the cavalry crew in on all the answers, and we get to make fun of what they are. But that's you know, that's later in the show. You know what he wins if if he got enough right? He gets to fly back to Boston. Oh, mm -hmm. ah, there to we help go. his wife plow out. So yeah. He he gets to fly back to Boston to Denim Pro, where they are doing what right now, Eric? Well, we are innovating. That's what we're doing. We're innovating. <laughs> and uh, I, I know we hear that a lot uh, at the show, but um, Denon Pro uh, is under uh, new ownership, and things are going fantastic. As a matter of fact, we have just in January and the first two weeks of February launched 26 new products. And uh, I know from some of the folks here on this call who are on the Twitter feed, you've, you've seen it blow up with uh, mm -hmm. all sorts of not only just news, but uh, going through the features and, and testing the reaction with the marketplace. It's been phenomenal. So, so you said you're innovating. You're not game changing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't game change, Eric. Do yourself a favor. I lost the internet connection. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did we lose Eric? Oh. Oh. No, no, there he is. He's back. Oh, right. Okay. He's okay. back. Eric, we said back. don't ever game change. Don't ever <laughs> game change. Bad You're allowed idea. to innovate. Don't game change. Call everybody at Denon Pro and uh, Denon and say, everybody, stop using that word. It's bad. Cavalry Ride said so. Yeah, we, you know, hey, we don't want to. We don't want to change the game. We wanna. We wanna bend the rules and we wanna make it easier to win. Uh, you know, everyone's in the game together, uh, and and we're trying to uh, do a better job of what we do, whatever it is, whether it's AV, uh, whether it's more construction based. Uh, no matter what it is, you know we're trying to we're trying to get to a higher place. We're not nice. trying to change the game. So are we. Well, you know, one of the cool things that I noticed when I was because I actually went through and looked at a lot of your new for 2015 products on that page, Eric. Thank you. Um, 
one of the things that I thought was really cool is you guys are actually incorporating Bluetooth into a lot of your mic mixers and into your amplifiers now. I think that speaks to uh, it speaks to two trends. One, of course, BYOD. That's huge. Uh, but also, people need devices that are uh, as platform agnostic as possible. Uh, you know, everything is so fragmented. Uh, it's, it takes more effort to try to funnel everyone in one direction. Why not just embrace it? Right. So most of our devices you'll find are happy working with whatever is in someone's pocket or bag or, or whatever. And that's such a big deal now, Eric, with, uh, with mobile devices and bring your own device, um, that I think everybody's got to be on top of the terminology there. And, you know, and again, how devices, yeah, I, I, I tell you what, and what is that you got in your hand uh, there, Eric? It's a kudo. There it is. The you kudo. got it. Thank you, you, you passed the test. Do I win a kudo? You, the Dinan, the Dinan <laughs> Pro Hockey Puck. Candy bar, yeah. Wait, we get to win stuff too? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> and is, and pop, 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 Bluetooth is a communication <laughs> protocol, not, not what you went to the, not what you went to the, the, uh, the oral surgeon to have removed from your head. Hey, don't bother John. He's tweeting. Yeah, I'm tweeting right now. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to verify Eric's statement that the uh, internet is going wild over denim pro. <laughs> nice. and, he, and he seemed to be half correct there. So. Do you know denim pro stalks me? Did you know this on Twitter? Yeah. I, I'm like a stalker. I, you know, no, actually what's cool, uh, Eric, is, you know, you're, you're guys putting out um, – equipment out there on Twitter and we get to check it out. And I, I tell you, you know, back in the, you know, back in my uh, integration days, which were not that long ago, you know, I spec a lot of Denon uh, pro uh, equipment and, you know, it's top notch. Um, Thank you. Thank you. You know, so, uh, and, and you got some really, really good stuff going. I really love that. Kudo. Uh, oh, that is something. The response has been great. It's been absolutely great. So, yeah. so my only my only feedback when I was watching, and I guess I probably shouldn't say this because I'm the guy who wrote the press release on the 4K speakers, right? Um, but I noticed that your audio gear is called 4K is called 4K 2K, and I don't know exactly what that has to do with audio. That's my only that's my only thing, and I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a family branding strategy, right? Does it have anything to do with Y2K? <laughs> This is this is uh, this is audio and video. So uh, oh. yeah, so you know, Denon Pro has has long been about AV sources, and you know that covers both video and audio. In the case of Kudo, uh, it does both. It's a wireless presentation manager for any platform you have: Windows, Android, Mac OS, iOS, and it is 4K ready. So uh, yeah, it, uh, we don't put 4K, 2K on any audio products, only the video ones or, or uh, video. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I noticed one product that you had, which was pretty was pretty cool, was like a, uh, it's like a HDMI audio extractor. So if you're yeah. coming into the system with HDMI, you can come out on even a seven channel, uh, seven point one out to a to an amp. Yeah, we know uh, HDMI has been for the most part a blessing, but on the residential side of <laughs> our world, right? Um, but when you're when you're trying to do custom work. HDMI is more like a set of handcuffs, right? Uh, it helps in some instances, but it's when you want to get the audio. A set of handcuffs. Fifty shades of gray here. Hey, can you imagine we write that that article, Mark? I, HDMI, I it's a set of handcuffs. It's, 
<laughs> it's a pain in the spirit of Fifty Shades of Grey. Denon announces Fifty. Whatever. That's great. Yeah, HDMI. They're not here, are they? Uh, <laughs> call, call, oh God, we hope not. I called. I um, listen to this podcast. I've called HDMI a clumsy optometrist because they're always dropping frames. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> oh my. God. Ouch. For somebody, for somebody who is all about the handshake, HDMI sucks at it. So that's, that's the way it works. <laughs> oh yeah, we're but we, hey, we have to embrace it. It's on uh, a lot of devices, yes. and uh, we have to be smarter to figure out uh, how to work around some of those uh, limitations or yes. or specs, if you will. Um, we had to figure out how to work around them, so we did, and we have an HDMI audio extractor. It's called the DN two seventy one HE. You can check it out on our website denonpro.com/new. Um, yeah, and it'll allow you to uh, extract the audio from seven point one. Uh, or, sorry, extract the audio uh, uh, from. Uh, up to a 4K, 2K signal and break it down into 7.1 discrete channels uh, on, on a Euroblock connector. So you can do whatever you want with it. Cool. Hey, I, hey, I hey, love uh, it. Krista, what's, uh, what do you got anything, to say? Huh? Eric, anything that allows me to take an HDMI and turn it into something else so I don't have to deal with it. Amen. <laughs> From every integrator in the world, amen. Thank you. Mark may be yeah. complaining about uh, HDMI for the next uh, hour and a half. Yeah. So this is, uh, yeah, this is this is my Niagara. That's a lot, man. Eric. You know, you got him started. <laughs> I got him all started. So oh, what God. I what I want to hear about is that that DN two hundred, the DN two hundred WS. Yeah, yeah. That so thing looks pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Um, the two hundred WS is a Wi-Fi audio streamer. You know, we have a similar box that is a Bluetooth receiver. Um, Bluetooth is great for MP3s, right? And, and most devices uh, on the planet have Bluetooth. But if you want something higher resolution, you need a bigger pipe, right? So we have uh, a device that uses uh, Wi-Fi. You put it on your network or it'll generate its own network. And now you have a DLNA and AirPlay solution for high-res files, FLAC, WAVE. Uh, you can also do, of course, MP3. But yeah, you put this on the network and uh, it's really up to your imagination at that point what you want to do with it, but it has balanced outputs. So again, a lot of flexibility, nice clean signal uh, uh, signal path uh, to get content from A to B without the wires. I tell you, it's all about the network these days, Eric. It really is. So many networked solutions, and uh, yeah. if you're on top of that game, it's a great thing. Hey, we got to wrap up, Krista. You want a kudo? <laughs> sure, why not? I do. Give me. I, I definitely want a kudo. And, yeah. and, Who wants a kudo? I want. Yeah, when a kudo. It, yeah, when, it, when, it, when is it going to be delivered, Eric? I mean, look at that thing. Here we go. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that the crew is going to say you got the quiz right because they're all going to be campaigning for kudos. I right, listen. <laughs> I want Eric to win the prize. That's it. Okay. I have. Yeah. A, I have pull. You know. Was I the first person to say pornography in the in a podcast? No. 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 no you're the first. Ten episodes and nobody said that word. So no, thank you I, very much, Eric. I think I think during one point my wife called in and said she wanted to play Who's Your Daddy. So I think that. <laughs> Actually, I think Leslie is going to call in when she wakes up. Right. Yes. I don't know. So uh, you know, what? spring. Spring. Yes, uh, spring, all of us spring. gets one spring 2015, <laughs> that kudo, we love it. Uh, why not love that thing? It's beautiful. So, uh, awesome. yeah, all right. So thanks, Eric. Thanks for Thank joining us. Thank you very us. much. Thanks, Thank Eric. Thanks for joining us. Everybody go to Denim Pro. Check out their new, new gear. They've got some great stuff. And uh, Eric, be safe at ISE. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Denonpro.com slash new. Thanks, guys. All right. Hey, all right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. So, so there we go. Yeah. We, 
we had we had our first guest. We're getting new people mic'd up. So guess what, Corey? I'm going to take the opportunity to do something I'm supposed to do every time. Um, Ingram Micro, they sponsor Rave Radio. Uh, Ingram Micro is a distributor of all things AV. If you're out there and you're an integrator looking for AV products, you should go to IngramMicro.com and check out their wares and do some business with the fine folks over there that sponsor Rave. Okay, done. Done. Now you we know, have. You know, I'm so glad you remembered to do that in the beginning, then in the last minute of the show. You know, I mean, I think it is kind of important to, you know, give a little credit to Ingram Micro. They do sponsor uh, Rave Radio. Um, you know, anybody else who wants to sponsor Rave Radio out there, uh, you know, it's a great thing. It's notoriety. Markets to talk about you. And I can't imagine anything better than the AV Phenom, uh, you know, giving you your due on Rave Radio. Well, well, somebody came up to me at an event I was at and said, "Hey, I saw, I saw some of your tweets. What's your hat? What's your at symbol? AV stud?" Which it, at first I thought was pretty cool, but then I noticed there is a guy that they that is called at AV stud, and all he does is tweet about Obama calling him Obummer, and then and then his. His Abby picture is him standing in front of a public women's restroom, which I thought was very strange. He looks creepy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does. He looks very creepy. So I'm, I'm hoping that they didn't mistake me for the guy based on the Abby picture. That's all I'm hoping. I can't wait to post his picture with that AV phenom. I, I, <laughs> I really can't. So it looks like we have a couple more guests sitting. I know one of these these people very well. You do. Uh, oh, yeah, I certainly do. In fact, uh, we've known each other, Ivan, for how long now, huh? Well, we've, we've got well, one. On, oh, there you go. I think, like, uh, probably two, at least two years, I think. Yeah. At least two years. I think, or even more. Yeah. No, I go back with Ivan and Polymedia for quite some time, and great, great people. And Elena Novakova is the CEO of Polymedia. This is a very, very progressive company uh, in Russia. Uh, they were both an integrator and a manufacturer, um, you know, and I, you, you certainly don't see many of those around. And the great story here is Ivan uh, was the head of R&D at Polymedia. They have now uh, spun off the manufacturer, if I'm, you know, saying this properly, Ivan, into a brand new company, Visiology. Yvonne is the new CEO of uh, Visiology, and, and Yvonne, I am, you know, again, I, I know we talked, and, you know, I, I think this is such a great thing for you. You know, you've done such a wonderful job with Polymedia and the Flipbox, and um, and also, uh, good morning, uh, Yvonne, and you've got a guest with you, so we'll get to uh, him, too. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is Yvonne Vakmayanen uh, from now physiology so uh yeah. good morning yeah good morning corey and good morning everyone and uh, thank you for this introduction indeed uh as corey have just said we were a company which uh was combining system integration and manufacturing and uh, right now we made a spin-off because you need to focus on something to be really uh professional and we now have a company called Visiology, which is focused heavily on software development, and that's actually our new logotype. Oh, very uh, nice. Very nice. Wow, that's a nice logo. 
Yeah, thank you very much. And we have two software products as a legacy from Polymedia, and we maintain them. One is the uh, Polywall software for interactive uh, software for video walls um, for control rooms, conference halls, and uh, things like this. And another is a Flipbox uh, software, uh, the software for interactive displays in the meeting rooms. So right now it's easy to describe what it does uh, because Microsoft did a big presentation about their Microsoft Hub solution. So actually the Flipbox software is a Microsoft Hub software, but specifically designed by us to, for the uh, meeting rooms. So we are now competing with Microsoft as easy. It's well, a good thing somebody competes with that company, I tell you, because I don't think they've found the right competition yet. So, hey, hey Ivana, you have a gentleman in the room here, uh, John yes. Green, who's been, who's been tweeting this whole time. I don't know if he's paying attention. I am paying attention. Relax. <laughs> but he, he is the VP. I can do two things at once. How about he, you? He's oh, my gosh, Corey. really? Corey, he's not, he's not tweeting. He's counting out his pills for the week. Right. <laughs> I, keep spelling, I keep spelling them. <laughs> but as I was saying, Mark, you know me too well. I got to tell you. Yes, we've <laughs> never met, but you he know certainly me does. Well. But Ivan, uh, John is the VP of Sales for a well-known company here, Advanced AV, a well-known integrator. Right. So uh, you know, he'll we'll definitely or he'll talk to you about that too. Um, but uh, and let's just uh, meet the other gentleman before we uh, yes. play the game. Let me introduce him. So uh, this is Martin Bannis from uh, Lega Master. Uh, I think Martin will tell you more about Lego Master himself, but uh, uh, we know each other uh, also for a long time. And right now, actually, uh, since this year, we have signed an uh, exclusive agreement with Lego Master uh, for um, uh, most of the Europe. So Lego Master is an uh, dis interactive display uh, manufacturer. Oh, dear. Oh. Uh, are you here? Uh, here? Okay. I will Oh, sorry. That's some issue with an internet connection. So, uh, Lego Master is an uh, uh, interactive display manufacturer, and we have signed an uh, exclusive uh, partnership agreement. So, they use uh, Flipbox software with their perfect uh, interactive displays here in Europe. So, Martin, I pass the word to you. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Ivan. Um, yeah, so I think uh, I've met Ivan at Infocom around two years ago, two and a half years ago. And um, basically, there was the introduction to Flipbox. Yeah. And as a manufacturer of uh, interactive displays, uh, we're searching for solutions that really add value to having an interactive display in your meeting room or your classroom. Um, and the thing that uh, um, Visuology or Polymedia at the time did was, uh, I think, really something groundbreaking new. Uh, and a perfect match to our assignment. So we um, uh, we had the first talks and, uh, and saw how we could set up the business, which, uh, like Ivan said, ended up in having an agreement for exclusive distribution of Flipbox in Europe. And um, well, we've introduced it on ISE, our booth, and uh, we got really good feedback. You know, and I... I'm sorry, Martin. Why don't you, you want to finish, Martin? Well, I mean, this is, uh, I think, the next step that we really have to do. You know, we're shifting from mainly hardware to more solution-driven uh, solutions for our customers. And uh, working out great so far.
Good, good. Well, yeah. Mega Master will now also compete with Microsoft, I think. With yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, whoever says Microsoft the most on this show wins, right, Mark? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, you know, no. I was going to say, Corey, I was just really glad that they clarified Lego Monster and and flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> Lego Monster is what my, I thought what my son built up in his bedroom. And last time we talked about flipping boxes on the show, we got a letter from the FCC. So I don't think that Yes, be... we did. We've got <laughs> numerous letters from the FCC, as a matter of fact. So, Martin, there you go. If you change the company name to Lego Monster, I think this could be big. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we thought about that. We have a, a Danish distributor, and uh, they really consider yeah. that. But... We, we ran into some trademark issues there. Oh, I'm oh. sure you would, yes. So I'll tell you what, Mark, let's play the game, and I think maybe John might have a couple of questions uh, representing well, integrators. Well, well, gentlemen, so you know, you have, you have unknowingly submitted yourself into a contest with other guests to answer seven questions about Amsterdam in the best way you know possible. So I'm going to oh, really? give you 90 seconds. And I'm going to ask you these seven questions, and you just give me your best answer. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong. You won't find out till later even what the answers were. Um, we'll notify you after the show is That's over. what you win. You win an Amstelite. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. One of Amsterdam's best beers, by the way. So with that, here we go. I'm going to set my, set my stopwatch here for 90 seconds. And... We are on the clock. So Martin and Ivan, here we go. So the herring with chopped raw onions and pickles is a national ditch, a dish. The Dutch, <laughs> the Dutch consume. The, the Dutch consume how many pounds of it each year in millions? How many? How many millions of pounds of herring? You sure you're not talking about lutefisk, huh? I, I mean. <laughs> Well, actually, let, let me start. I don't know the answer to your question, but uh, yesterday on the Mitsubishi booth, uh, uh -huh. I think uh, as more as two, three tons of herring was consumed. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. All right. Uh, so I, I, question I, I, number two. 70%. I think, I, think, I think Martin also has an answer. Okay. Uh, let's continue. Let's continue. Okay. <laughs> So 70% of the world supply of this mad sound guy staple comes from the Netherlands. What food is it? 70% of the world supply. It's uh, probably tomatoes. Tomatoes. Okay. So the next question. The Dutch are the world's blankest population, with men averaging over 184 centimeters. Okay. And what's the question? They're the world's blankest population. What's the word? Um, Men over 184 centimeters. Yeah, they're the longest people in the world. Tallest, you're right. Okay, there we go. The <laughs> next alcohol. This alcohol was invented in the Netherlands in the 16th century. It's commonly mixed with tonic. Yeah, Geneva. There we go. The next one is with 25% of the Netherlands below sea level and another 50% less than one meter, what are the famous windmills? What were they originally used for? To polarize. Okay, and the last one, the Netherlands is the larger, largest exporter of this, accounting for 7 billion euro. You want to give it a shot, Ivan? 
Is this interactive displays or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that probably be tulips. Just thank God he didn't give the answer that Eric gave. <laughs> okay. I mean, two Just, people giving that answer would be bad. The, the last, the last guest guessed pornography. Yes. We, we weren't sure. Yes. No. No. We 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 hope not. But then again, you never know. I guess. You never know. It is the Dutch. So. It is the Dutch. That's right. So, uh, you guys did a great job. I think they win, Mark. I I don't know. We have to wait till the end of the show. Oh, okay. I don't know the answers, by the way, guys. So this is the only one who knows the answers. But you, I'll tell you what, they're great parting gifts, and these prizes are just awesome. So you, so, you will see. So with, with Microsoft now making the Surface Hub, don't Ivan and Martin now both compete with Microsoft? Did you just say Microsoft twice? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. <laughs> trying to win. You don't get to play. <laughs> so yes, I, so I I I just coincidentally heard on the radio that uh, Apple hit something crazy like seven hundred billion dollars, and they they proudly announced that that was twice the value of Microsoft. Yes, yeah. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Was there a question, by the way, uh, for Ivan there? Or... Uh, oh, I just I just asked: is uh, is Surface Hub now new competition for Martin? Oh. Well, actually. <clears throat> Well, actually, that's uh, um, I I've spoken to the Microsoft reps uh, yesterday, and they said that it will be available uh, at the end of the year, so we have time anyway. But um, actually, I think that uh, it doesn't matter uh, how big is the competitor. I think that. Uh, the fact that Microsoft is now promoting the use case of big interactive display in the meeting room and uh, this, this actual vision of the meeting room is good for us because they are promoting our products as well. Mm. Yeah. So, so what you just said with the product not being available to the end of the year, Microsoft was already behind the ball because MondoPad and all these guys came out with this. And you too, Martin, you've had this for years. All yeah. of a sudden, Microsoft decided interactive display is something. And not only do they bring it to ISE, but it won't be available for another nine months in true Microsoft fashion. <laughs> right, yeah, right, exactly. I mean, so they're going to miss Infocom again this year, you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, don't even go there, please. <laughs> what a sore spot. Another, another InfoYon 2015. Info, oh, there we go. We got right, our gonna, info yawn ready. My, the, the, the constant comment this week is all people with the technology that's being made, I'm having my own personal experience with the uh, with Microsoft's product, the Surface, Windows 8, and a whole new off offering and everything else. I don't think I'm going to break this curve. I hope the software that you're offering is a little bit more intuitive. The only, my only interactivity with this device is I'm going to throw it up against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> John throws a lot up against the wall, by the way. I hear he's very angry at work. Hey, right? you know, is that see, right, it, Krista? And it, it, it was so funny. Is the IT guy says, sounds like we have to have another session with you. I said, sure. okay. Oh, boy. Great. Krista knows you only too well, you know. Yeah, the eruptions from John's office were pretty uh, – pretty inconsistent <laughs> oftentimes i thought maybe he fell asleep in there <laughs> <laughs> yes but he does he does walk out to you know for bathroom breaks funny, he does walk out for bathroom breaks and his hair is usually all oh, jacked up oh, funny that's right that's just because i'm either i'm hitting my forehead or i'm rubbing my head going what the, are they doing out there hey john do you I, have literally, I literally left my office the other day and i turned the light up before i left i went back in and then there were people standing outside i came out and they go 
Are you sleeping in there? <laughs> <laughs> John's taking a break. Uh, right. So, so John, if you if you can break away from tweeting for a minute, do you have any questions for these uh, gentlemen? Well, well, it's always you know the, as an integrator, it's always a question of what's the pricing on this product. I mean, you know, how competitive is this going to be? Yeah, when Microsoft again, I'll use that word, introduced their product and just started talking about it, it caused a stir, and and. And we've had opportunities to sell Surface when it was a horizontal product instead of a vertical product. Uh, and it was very expensive, and they didn't know when it – they had some inventory. So they don't know how to bring a product to market. But the in our experience over the past six months and, and in a lot of conversations we're having is that VTC rooms would like to have a decent-sized interactive display. You know, the problem we've always had – with every product that says interactive, it's ease of use because an executive or a mid-level manager has to walk up to it, use it, and not look like a fool. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly what Flipbox does. So it, it just, you know, cuts to the core and it takes away all the clutter. And there's actually nothing you can do wrong with that. And it will allow the CEO or the non-technical guy to work with the interactive product that, uh, in the way that he wants to. Right, and that's and that's the biggest hump that everybody's got to get over. I mean, it truly does. I mean, we are being pressed from everything that we do to simplify the the GUI interface, and if this if this accomplishes it, that's what will make success. Yes. Um, and price, and that at that point, almost price won't become inconsequential. Uh, but you know, that's the, that's the difficulty of making those type of decisions. Yeah, that's actually um, the paradox of the um, of the software development because it's much, much harder to make the easy-to-use thing than uh, to make some complex, very, um, very difficult-to-use software because um, it's very easy to add a button. Uh, yep. I've added a feature, I add a button. I add a feature, add a button. And then you end up with uh, hundreds of buttons around the screen and the user doesn't know how to, what to do. What, and no, the, the, the question that has to be asked is, does it need to do that? You know, yeah. there's, you know the bottom line is uh, every device that we sell can do a lot of things. It doesn't need to. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, you know what? Um, our next guests are here. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm actually excited to look for the product. Are you distributing it? Let me ask you another question real fast. Okay, are, you ahead, are you distributing it in the United States? Is it, how are you putting the product well, out in the States? Uh, actually, for the speaking about the Flipbox software, we are now looking for the uh, distributor partner. Okay. Uh, almost, um, well, not as good as Lego Master because Lego Master is our best partner, but right. something close. Um, and then we can create the joint offering for the U.S. market. So if we if we have clients over in Europe that we could try this out on. We would go to Lego Monster to set up that distribution channel? Yeah, sure. no problem. Okay, so Mark, we, we, what we would need to do is, is probably get some, at least some Twitter handles or some kind of contact information. Yeah, yeah, I think, definitely. I think uh, Corey's connected to Ivan, so I think he could help you out with that, John. Right. Hey, listen, yeah. come this way because Ivan and I have known each other for quite a while, and I actually did some work with Polymedia for a little while, so absolutely, John. Uh, if you want to connect and all, you can certainly come through me, and I will go through Ivan. And you know. now again, we got we got we got to get a local neighbor that probably be interested in that product. Good, so. good, awesome. excellent. So and you made you a sale, Ivan. Look at that. 
Here we go. That's what we do. <laughs> Come that, to the Cavalry Ride Show. Make a sale. What do you know? I mean, you know, Mark, th this is just revolutionary for us. Everybody's going to start coming on the show to, uh, you know, to make a sale or two. Huh? Yeah, but then we'll, but they'll, they won't come on the show if we keep calling Lego Master Lego Monsters. <laughs> Why don't we just start hitting at Lego Monsters? Oh, I knew it was coming. Yeah. All right, guys, All thank right. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Great. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Have a good rest of the show. Thank you. You do too. Bye -bye. So you know who we got coming in next, right, Mark? I know the 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 mad the mad Norwegian. And you know what they're going to be dressed in, right? Uh, orange suits. Yes, because Simon Tigre came, you know, came in with us yesterday in our executive tech talk, and yeah, we got these guys coming in. Oh, oh there they are. Oh. There they are. We got there the we orange go. suits going. John, these guys wear orange suits. And they're smiling about it. Look how happy they are in their orange suits. Look at this, you, my gosh. Corey, did you see my tweet about Anthony Tigre, that he should go work for yes. Texas too? Yes, hashtag Anthony Tigre. Now, he'd be a hell of a spokesperson for Aka, Aka Tony the Tiger. Now, I'm going to tell you, this guy in the orange suit, okay, he's the one who would pull this all together. He'd get in touch with uh, Anthony Tigre's people, all right, yes. and get him to come to, you know, to come in and be a spokesperson for Pexip. And like you said, Mark, he'd say, Pexip, they're great. Yes. So, so we were we were saying, Anders, that you should um, you should since you already have uh, Seaman Tigre, you should get Anthony Tigre, Aka Tony the Tiger, because he's already got the orange suit, and recruit him as the Pexip spokesperson. <laughs> I feel a bad now for not wearing an orange suit. <laughs> <laughs> you should feel bad for not wearing the orange suit. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I feel out of place. I feel like I'm standing. Up. Yeah, go back and get your orange suit. We'll wait for you. <laughs> so, guys, so, um, I just want to introduce you to, to Hani Mustafa. Um, I was supposed to bring Marius Nelson. He's unfortunately stuck in a, in a different meeting. I hear he's not funny anyway, Anders. So. He is not funny. He is very straightforward. Uh, yeah. Hani here represents uh, the office of the CTO. Uh, so I think that you will find fun in him as well. Um, but he's a, he's a good guy to, to have on the show. So, uh, you know, we're excited to have him with us at the great show as well. So, mm -hmm. so cool. Cool. yeah, we, we, we had a lot of fun last night with your fearless leader and, uh, he got to, he got to spend 10, 15 minutes telling us about kind of the technical merits of Pexip and where you guys came from and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we we want to know we want to know about about the uh, the culture side of Pexa. Yeah. So with these uh, with these orange suits, it seems like a fun place to work. What's your what's your mission over there? Well, you know the first first rule of marketing is I think uh, you know you don't want to blend in. You want to stand out. And uh, I guess you know with the orange suits, uh, we're we're checking here at the show. You know they're expecting fifty sixty thousand people. And yep. I haven't seen a lot of other people standing out like wearing orange suits or anything. So, <laughs> oh really? No more orange suits at the show? <laughs> I can't believe you're it. kidding me. No. <laughs> but really? the, the interesting thing about that is obviously the orange is the Dutch color, and we're yes. now right. And uh, uh, you see a lot of people. They're coming over and they're you're taking selfies and they're congratulating me and you know they're they're just basically having a ball time so it's yeah. it's it's a good it's an interesting 
piece of, uh, you know, a material. It's polyester, by the way, you know, it's uh, 100%. It breathes, so I hear it breathes. <laughs> so, so what we want you to do, Andres, is go out into the streets of Amsterdam, find more people in orange suits, take some selfies, and, uh, you know, yeah. I, I think that would be cool. <laughs> they've done that. <laughs> they've done that. <laughs> yeah. you, see, you see guys in Holland, orange is the national color, right? So they, they go out and they get no variety that way. And if he came to the U.S., everybody would be asking him for a discount at Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look at that. So I guys, can't, I can't yeah. go to – I'll tell you a little bit okay. about culture from – kind of the engineering perspective and also how we do the marketing and support and everything. Because I think one of the things, one of the challenges when you go out of uh, a, a previous big company, uh, whether it was Sandberg, Cisco, is that uh, you, you might have the tendency to actually import all the hierarchy, all the bureaucracy that comes with it. And so one of the things that we're very careful about when we started is just keep things real have everything, uh, flat organization, let people say what they want. Uh, we don't have managers in day one or anything. People do what they want. Even when we're talking about roadmap, everybody, every single engineer has their own mind. So we we'll say, okay guys, this is where we want to go in the next three months. How can we do that? And people organize, they get together, they just they, they manage their own day, right? So this is, I think, is a very important part of the culture because it allows people from within engineering to work very closely with Unashare, for example, or go out in conferences or just do what is right for the company. And that kind of empowering culture, uh, it might not be very convenient for so that they don't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. It's funny that you're you're talking about that. It sounds like you run like like a company that believes in collaboration is that is that what i'm hearing yeah, yeah, can you is. imagine collaboration who does I, that are you going for buzzword bingo today mark is it <laughs> mark you didn't say microsoft <laughs> yes i didn't not yet we'll say that in a minute so so I've, got, I've got like four game changers 15 microsoft <laughs> yeah. oh by the way Anders, game changer out okay yeah. right we will throw we you off the show word anymore we will throw you <laughs> off the show before you get to answer your question so hey mark is it question time yeah we have a quiz anders yeah. oh i think i think these guys are going to win you think I these think guys they, are going to win ho this is hometown stuff man they've got it locked these guys are look more intelligent than everybody else. Where are they going to be disappointed with the prizes? In though? Norway, so, I mean Norway. Did I say Norway? No, they're not in Norway. They're in Amsterdam. <laughs> uh, I'm already in the wrong place. <laughs> down there in Texas. <laughs> Colorado. So, so we have a quiz. The quiz, Anders, is seven seven questions. Um, seven questions that win are one of about. These, by the way. They're about the Netherlands. Seven questions about the Netherlands. And you've already exhibited some Netherlands knowledge about the national color being orange. So we have high hopes for you. <laughs> Which means, um, you know, I was always told, keep your expectations low. It's hard to fall off the floor. But you have, you have a plummet ahead of you if you fail this quiz. Just, just no pressure. But... Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't feel any pressure. <laughs> okay, so here we go. I we do. have... We have seven questions. We have 90 seconds, and we want to try to tear through these. So your seven questions start now. The herring with chopped raw onions and pickles is a national dish. 
How many millions of pounds do the Dutch eat of it each year? How many millions of pounds? Let's see. I mean, six million pounds. All right. 70% of the world's supply of this at Mad Sound Guy staple comes from the Netherlands. What food is it? 70%. Of, of what you said? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's of, of, one of, of one of Chuck's. One of Chuck's favorite. He's that mad sound guy. That's his Twitter. Yeah, if you uh, if you yeah. don't watch the show, you're at a disadvantage already. I don't, I don't know. I Pops. know Anders Let's watches the show. Anders, don't disappoint us. <laughs> I don't All right. Move on. <laughs> the Dutch. Listen to the show. The Dutch are the world's blankest population, with men averaging over 184 centimeters. Tallest. Tallest. Yeah. Tallest. Okay. Wow. The next one. This alcohol was invented in the Netherlands in the 16th century and is commonly mixed with tonic. Gin. There we go. Be my guess. A person drinks on average how much beer in the Netherlands in pints? Uh, 900. A year? A year or what? Uh, yeah, a year. 900. Yeah, a year. 900, okay. With... 25% of the Netherlands below sea level and another 50% less than one meter above sea level. What were the windmills originally used for? Uh, that's used for um, uh, wheat grinding. Okay. I like that. For grinding. Yeah. Wow. And the Netherlands is the largest exporter of this, accounting for 7 billion euro annually. Oh, maybe <laughs> don't say it! Don't say it! <laughs> uh, he just, he just take, I don't take that answer. I should know this, but I don't know this. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh. Wild I'm, guess. I'm, I'm not. Well, let's see. Seven million euros or billion euros? You said seven billion euro of this exported. Okay, so it would be. Um, it's Heineken. <laughs> hey, it might be this right. stuff. It might be we this will, stuff, by the we way. Will let you, we will let you know later. We are not cluing anybody in on if they got answers right or wrong. At the end of the show, we will break on everybody for their answers. Although, you know, we did have someone from Din and Pro say that... that uh, Don't repeat it. Don't I am. Please. <laughs> they heard it anyway. He, they thought it was pornography as the largest export. So. And you know, he may be right, by the way. Don't make yeah. fun of him. Eric okay. might be right. So well, anyway, we got two beer experts here, guys, by the way. The Mad Sound guy, okay. And uh, we've got A.V. Krista, at A.V. Krista. And, you know, any beer-related questions or, you know, and all of that, guys? Krista. So what's what's the what's the beer of choice over there at the show right now? I know usually the shows they have two or three that are kicking around. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a funny show because it uh, beer clock starts earlier, right? So people come in in the morning and beers are out, you know, on the table. I don't know why and, we're not there. Uh, I got yeah. mine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm you're gonna not, open you're, it. There. You're not nine in the morning, so. Uh, but the show obviously um, it's it's slightly different. And from from the culture that we know in the U.S. and Infocom and all these other trade shows, because uh, it's it's common culture here to drink beer all the time, you know. So even when you have a big customer coming by, you know, it's easy to pull out the beers and you know have a cheer, you know, and and so on. And 
uh, as we're you know a company of uh, good culture, we obviously bring some Norwegian liquor, some Akovit to go with that. Ooh, yeah. I love Akovit. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. I, have <laughs> I think I have a bottle of it in my fridge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, so we pull that out every now and then, you know. And unfortunately, I don't have anything on me right now. But I, you know, I used to stack my pockets with little bottles of Akovit. Um, so we filled up our fridge uh, yesterday with uh, with Amstel and uh, with uh, the Grolsch type. Grolsch, um, yeah. This, obviously, this this afternoon we have a little Pex beer session. So you know we're all proud of our beer uh, consumption uh, up in Norway as well. Um, so I think we got about 15 cases of Heineken coming in uh, as the first <laughs> round. Uh, ice cold off the ice. That'll be gone in about 15 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so um, I don't know if you know this, but we're actually streaming this uh, event live uh, on YouTube. So, yeah, I did see it. I did. Yeah. See it. So this this afternoon when we have our Pixbeer session, that's at four o'clock. You will obviously see that as well. So there will be plenty of green bottles out, and. Uh, you know, I'm inviting you guys and everybody else to take part of. Uh, I'm on my way. I'm I'm hopping <laughs> on a plane right now. No, I'm. It's, it's ten to five in the morning. I've got an Amstel open right now, and I just figured there's a lot of pressure on me. I have to start drinking this stuff right so, now. So let it's me great ask stuff. you. So let me ask you, Corey. I mean, did you go to bed and get up, or did you not go to bed yet? No. Oh no, I got about three and a half hours sleep. Okay, well, that's plenty. That's more than we have in Amsterdam. But, we, but yesterday, Mark, Chuck, and I were on, uh, and again, Simon joined us. Uh, we started at 5 in the morning yesterday. We started at 4 in the morning today. Right now, for Mark, it's three hours behind us at about 10 yeah, wow. to 5. Almost, almost 2 a.m., so I'm still up. He's still hey, up. Yeah. Anders, true or, true or false, Norwegians have to maintain a blood alcohol level of 0.05 <laughs> just to keep their blood from freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna move. <laughs> I, I already I, said I'm moving to Norway. That, I want to you know, go work with these guys. I'm going oh. to live in Anders' basement. I don't think you, you knew this. Is, is that the new marketing ploy? Keep them drunk and make them wear orange jackets. <laughs> <laughs> we should have asked Simon this. Yes, I would have stayed, John. I would have stayed with you and allowed that. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're all moving to Norway after the show's over. So uh, that's like a frat. I mean. Seriously, I want to go there and drink beer and wear orange jackets, orange, like orange jackets and Converse high tops, and just walk around with beer. And be like, hey, listen, if we all go work for Pexip, we can do this, you know. So I'm, I'm sure, sure Pexip has a little bit more than orange jackets to offer, right? You think so? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. So, yeah. So I told you guys. I mean, this is polyester, right? So, and you know how that keeps the cold out. It doesn't. That's what. <laughs> And that's what well, we bring back to it, you know, the 40% uh, proof uh, or, or strong liquor. So, you know, we got to keep that up so that we can keep a level of, you know, body heat that is uh, livable. Well, Ander Anders, nothing makes polyester less flammable than soaking it in pure alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Don't, don't bring the iron out, so to speak. Yes. Oh, my God. Don't. Don't I? Yeah, the Pexip guys do not iron your polyester jacket in the morning. They may they may catch fire. If anything, you came on the Cavalry Ride show. At least this is something you got out of this show. Okay. Hey, by the way, we were talking about height and everything. Tall. Do you know that Anders is like seven feet tall? No. <laughs> he is. I, I'm telling you. When I met, uh, you know, so Anders and I have known each other for a while. 
So we finally met it up at Infocom, and I'm fig- you know you don't you never know how tall somebody is. I walk up to the booth, I'm going like this <laughs> when, when, when I when I walked up to him, I'm going, oh my gosh, this guy's like, what are you six three, uh, Anders? Six four. I I don't know what that translates into, but you know I can tell you this: I'm I'm the exact average height of the average Dutch person. So oh, there you um, go. Yeah, you're, so I'm I'm all I'm all average every way. They so. make them tall in Amsterdam, I guess, huh? Yes, they do. Well, in in my research for the questions, Anders, I did it did say that the Dutch are the second biggest consumers of beer behind the Scandinavians. So you win. I, I would I wouldn't think so actually, but. Uh, <laughs> But we have a we have a slightly different drinking pattern, you know. Where it's more like heartbeats. Every weekend, uh, every Friday and Saturday, we drink a lot of it, and then uh, during the week, we don't drink that much. So, uh, you know, if you hear that uh, Scandinavians are sophisticated and uh, being uh, internationally uh, uh, blending in, it's not true. <laughs> not true. Hey, John, do you uh, do you guys do something with Pexip? Have you looked at Pexip? You, uh, you, you, this may seem timely. We are actually starting evaluating it as of yesterday. Visitech brought it to our attention um, probably about three weeks ago. We're trying to find the right solution. Um, you know, we're again where we're sitting at right now is it's just start of conversations. We probably have a couple of months before we really set up a portfolio. But Pexip is is one of the leads for us right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting solution. Uh, the way they go to market, you know how they fit, you know our needs. I absolutely. But we literally, we we formed a cloud committee that uh, you know it's employee driven. We have engineers and salespeople and a couple of production and service people that uh, put the manufacturers through the pace, the software through the pace. Everybody gets to use it. So yeah, we literally started yesterday. Just got the forty gig of of data from uh, Jack at Visitech. Nice. 40 gig of data. Yeah. Don't know what that is. I don't is know. I mean, I'll tell you, it's, it's all marketing <laughs> materials. It's off. You know, I, think it's all, I think it ripped everything off your website. We could have just <laughs> gone and saved a lot hey, of trouble. Hey, Anders, uh, John is with Advanced AV in Pennsylvania. They're a well-known integrator. Um, and, and, John, I've known the guys from Pexip for quite a while. And you're right. They're, they're solutions revolutionary. I think they're really busting into the market at this point. Uh, great people. We were on with Simon Tigre, the CEO, yesterday, and his—I tell you what—his drive just really is reflected by everybody at Pexip at this point. I, I agree with you. I mean, we, we we have not been looking for cloud solutions until this this the past six months. But I could every show that I was at the the uh, your your orange jackets, much to your credo, you know, you really did. You showed a spirit. I mean, that's something that's in, you're excited about the product and you're ready to talk to people about it. That does that it does have an influence. And I'll tell you, uh, Pexip is is a, is a VM solution, okay. Right. And they're really unique in the market too, I have to say, because you don't see anybody that really concentrates uh, uh, on that. You know, there are others who do it, but that's what Pexip concentrates on. And I and I got to tell you, you know, we talk about uh, VM software defined networks and all. You know, these guys are you know the ones who really really fit into that equation. So uh, you know. I mean, ab- absolutely. So, now, how long how long has Pepsi been around? I mean, I mean, actively selling the product about five years, or is it a little bit shorter than that? Uh, a bit shorter than that. So, around the summer of two thousand twelve. Okay. May June two thousand twelve. And right. um, we went to market in September two thousand thirteen. That was when we actually we went public in Infocom two thousand thirteen. And right. our first release, our first invoice, were, was September one. So what so, what's, what convinces people to, to buy the product? I mean, help us out here. 
Yeah. So it's, it's a couple of things. When the customer is already has already bought the, the right. Kool-Aid when it comes to cloud, he yep. already has, he knows what cloud is about. He knows uh, that this is the new trend in IT and that's not just a fan. Right. It's a very easy sell. He right. just gets it. It's just an appliance you can uh, be up and running in no time. We've had right. our fastest uh, deploy was something like 10 minutes for somebody who has never tried it before even without reading any installation guides, right? When the customer is not, he has not yet kind of uh, agreed to that. Or when we are talking to a customer who's, uh, when we're talking to the video conferencing only guys in a big company who, are, who might have some uh, kind of interesting politics going on within the company with the IT guys, yep. uh, they might be a bit more uh, reluctant to kind of jump on the bandwagon. Uh, what we normally do, sorry, go ahead, John. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. That's you know, the idea of politics between, you know, the video conferencing people in the IT. That's, that's, a, that's a common known facility. You might as well throw into it as well. Interoperability with, again, it, is, it a, is it a Trojan horse in that the, the, the cloud solution is outside of the firewall, outside of a variety of different offices? Is that where the cell, or do you have to remap the entire facility with a solution? No, so we are we're very flexible with with some customers they want the clouds and so we help uh, uh, we enable partners in order to provide the service we power their right. service and they would give the customer so that everything is off-premise right. other customers okay. are more security conscious and they're yeah. like i want everything in-house we yeah, we gen yeah we generally find that too i mean where our area is is enterprise level you know 70 percent yeah. of business is corporate enterprise so they're they'll take it outside they'll take it off-prem but they'll do it on a, t a test case and you're right. If, 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 if you have to teach some cloud or enter into the conversations, you're probably a year to 18 months away from even talking about it. Absolutely. Actually, we have a couple of cases where people want a hybrid, where they would like on-prem, but yep. when things peak, they would like to be able to fall back on something off-prem. And right. we have that flexibility. So that's really cool. And I want to tell you something as well, is that most people, there are some people who talk about virtualization in the industry, and they say, okay, we're a software company, we know distributed, but if you really look in the details, it's not really a distributed conference, conferencing system. It's not really a distributed system. They've just ported some software to run on, the, on a virtualized environment, yep. and it's just the same software running there, right? But we have the mentality of, you know, Facebook, when they're serving their, their, their people, or Amazon, they don't have one big mainframe handing it out to everybody, right? It's right. a lot of small units, yep. very disposable units that work together in one big system, right? Yep. So it acts as if it's one big system. And this is our, this is what we believe in. And so we run an off-the-shelf servers, very little requirements, and they all act together without, with almost zero configuration for them to talk. So the guy, the administrator doesn't have to go and configure every single node. Right. And we think that is, that is a major point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know, here we're actually excited to look at the product. We we truly are. I think that's a it's a very valid offer for our client base. And I'll tell you what, Advanced AV. You know, they're very progressive. Um, one of the more progressive integrators in the uh, market here. So, uh, you know, what Thank John's you, saying. Yeah, you're welcome, John. What what John's saying is uh, very true about you know looking at these types of solutions being different, um, going outside the box of the hardware centric.
And I'll tell you what, here in D.C. Metro, uh, the same thing to be said about the federal government because I go to conferences, and they all, they they mostly want it on-prem. They're starting to look at the cloud. Uh, you know, there's a lot of requirements for cloud. So do you have, um, you know, in terms of the federal government, do you have play in there at this point? And then we're going to have to uh, go, but we'll ask you that as the last question. Yeah, definitely. So we, uh, when, when engaging with the federal government, there are, a couple of certifications that we need to have. We already have been certified for security uh, since last year, and the JITIC certification is going through now. So we already have all the it's all paperwork right now. So we've gone through the uh, JITIC testing. So it's uh, it's definitely coming to uh, a good ending. And there. Good, excellent, guys. Listen, thank you so much uh, for joining us, Anders. I don't know where you've been. I've been trying to track you down. And I, I said, you know, the He's ground a tall guy with the orange jacket, Corey. Yeah, no, well, I, I know I should be able to find him. But, you know, I called him the groundhog. I think he uh, he saw his shadow. And uh, he's going to be underground for another, uh, you know, two months or so. So uh, you, know, you know, my day job is, uh, is guided tours, like you say. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I do guided tours for the districts of Amsterdam. <laughs> well, I told, I told Simon I'm going to start video conferencing with him, uh, you know, because he's more available so but anyway guys thank you so much we really appreciate your being on and uh you know have a great show yeah, thank well, thank you. thanks be a lot careful, be careful around open flames <laughs> yeah <laughs> and flammable liquids <laughs> oh my gosh I, thanks, guys. thank cool. you thanks anders so um you know hey listen a few shout outs before uh you know we go i, I want to do a shout out to Corey schaefer um, Corey's uh, one of the more wonderful people. Oh, look at that. Chuck's got his listen shirt, his listen uh, water bottle. I mean, you know, we're all uh, we're all stoked here. Um, I, I'm sorry. I had a little conversation with Kyle Davis at AMX. Uh, they got some, uh, you know, some pretty cool stuff going on. Um, he, uh, he actually sent me a link to, uh, what's going on in the AMX showcase, uh, 2015 and, you know, definitely Harmon AMX, you know, good people there and, uh, you know, definitely, uh, check out some of, uh, that stuff. Um, anybody else, uh, have any shout outs right now? I have a shout out to Haley Klein. Why? Haley! Haley Klein! There she is! Hey, Mario Haley! What hey. do you know? Well, did, did you that bring was such a nice welcome. Yeah, did you bring Tippy Dugan, uh, Haley? Oh, I sure did. Well, go I watch. wish I could have actually brought him with me. One watch moment. This. Haley, this is the first time we've actually ever seen each other and talked in person to person. There's the Tippy Dugan. <laughs> Look at that. Wow. Yeah, there he is. I brought hey, him. <laughs> you, bring him to, you bring him to Infocom, okay? Yeah, sure will. Okay. So, so Haley Klein pop. Pop Pop was saying hi for the first time face to face. Really? It's so sad. We, we're best friends and we just don't see each other ever. Ever? Wow. Never. Yeah, yeah. Really? We treat each other all the time. Are you kidding uh -huh. me? Absolutely. Just, just, a, just some background on Pop Pop Haley. He, he's, pretty bad. he's pretty bad at losing the women in his life. He let A.V. Krista go. <laughs> I haven't lost Krista. Krista and I are still Facebook buddies. We're still Corey, 
I hear Chris is considering coming back. I, you know, I, uh, I would, would welcome her with open arms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my my policy, yeah. My policy is is that they all they can all come back. I have John's no going to be standing at the door like this, you know, when yeah. Krista walks yeah. out of her car, you know. <laughs> yeah. And what happened? Tori left, and for some reason, I don't know. She just I brought her back, back. too. He, he let her go to. He let her go to Scala and come back, and now she's MIA in Zurich. So. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or, or actually, she's on the space station, right? Well, that's my, it's a, it's a, manager, it's a management life. policy that I have. Get out. Go see what it's like <laughs> out there. Get out. See Get the out world I'm not the biggest a-hole in the world, and then you'll come back. Get out. See the world. Honestly, not, not, the world. not everybody comes back. <laughs> so, Haley. What's yeah. going on in Vadio Land at ISM? Oh man, we're we're having a blast. Actually, it's our biggest show ever, um, biggest booth we've ever had, and we are knocking it out. I'm I'm very excited about our booth right now. We're, we've been just nonstop. It's been we exciting. We have a booth. We do. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! This is we not PC. This. Everybody has stands at in uh, at IS. <laughs> oh, apologies, apologies, my bad. And they sell lemonade at the stands, by the way. So yeah. if you're not selling lemonade, get on that, okay? I hear yeah, it's worth I have, I have lemonade uh, flavored candy, so I'm one upping you. Oh, even better. <laughs> so in your booth, you, your booth, you look like you went euro on it. It looks like it's clean and sleek, and it's no, you know. It is. Yeah, it's very different for us. Usually we're kind of packed in there, and on top of each other. And I actually, all of our um, European distributors have been very much like, I love your booth this year. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Because so, at Infocom, you went to Art Deco, didn't you? What was yeah, that? Yeah, we were, we were pretty wild at Infocom. <laughs> so uh, is everybody going wild about RoboShot? And, uh, yeah, and um, we're kind of relaunching AB Bridge Matrix Pro at this show. And then RoboShot as well. It's kind of our first time introducing it in Europe because um, it wasn't available last year at this time. So AB Bridge Matrix Pro is really taking off. We're really pumped about that one. And then RoboShot, obviously. So we have a couple of production new consoles and stuff that we're kind of featuring our trisynchronous motion, our, you know, big patented thing. And then um, trying to kind of, we're kind of really pushing our unified communication solutions. This show um, have just a ton of stuff going in that area right now, obviously. So we've just kind of been knocking out with all of our USB stuff, and RoboShot would be one of them. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you know what, Haley, uh, a few things. Number one, you know, we were hoping that uh, Emily was going to sit in right now. But a few questions I had, uh, what's the culture of ISE versus, versus Infocom? You know, there's a lot of similarities, I would say, for sure. Um, the energy is still very high. I think Infocom is just such a boisterous, crazy, let's get our freak on <laughs> show versus ISE. <laughs> let's get our freak on. It's more professional. Wow, we need to Sorry, learn Infocom, uh, Chuck. <laughs> let's get our oh, no, I'm with her. I go all the time. And more, professional is it, more professional as you see the background of people walking by with beers in their hands. Yeah, yeah but that's just it, too. Well, and in America, you know, you're going to be here and you're going to get hammered. Here is just like a standard thing. You shouldn't, shouldn't assume that, you know? So. Hey, look. Hey, look, I got, I got my am still going. Yeah, what time is it there? Uh, right now, it's a little after 5. So, well. a.m., yes. Exactly. You guys are committed. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, Corey, uh, Corey, yeah, Corey heard the song, It's 5 o'clock somewhere, but didn't realize they were talking about peeing. <laughs> yeah, what, what is this with two days up in the early a.m.? I swear. Tomorrow morning, I'm probably going to wake up at 2 o'clock and, you know, and get on a video conference, and nobody's going to be there. I, you know, I mean. Well, you could, if you could take a cue from Pop Pop and just call Renee Dalton at 10 at night. 
<laughs> to ask her about Ludafisk, right? <laughs> exactly. Hey, Haley, you want to you want a video conference tomorrow morning? I think I'll probably be up at three o'clock again. Oh, yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, I'm in. Anybody else? You know? me. Yeah. All fired up at the beginning of the show. Let's see what the night out on the town is, and then let's have the meeting. Yeah. Exactly. So, Haley, I was going to ask this to Emily, but maybe you know. What are the technologies that are really zeroed in on at, uh, at ISC? Um, well, obviously, you know, the, the Microsoft Hub is really is kind of huge right now. She said um, Microsoft. Mark. Yeah, no, that's that's been a huge, huge talk right now, actually. Um, my CEO actually went over there and he's like, We want to get one of these. So it's like, wow, Doesn't you know, everybody wants one. About it. Yeah, actually, so you know what? Like, I don't want a service hub, I want a robo shot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want a robot. And by and by the way, uh, Haley is arranging for me to have one to review, yeah. and I can't wait to get my hands on it. I tell you because it looks like one of the coolest things uh, going in the market. So. It's a very it's a very unique camera. I think it's going to be a really good good camera for us. Um, we actually I have it here, Corey. I have it currently uh, with our booth. We finally got it back, and now it's going straight to you afterwards. So oh, I look at it that! <laughs> it's going to be have been touched by people at ISC, and then yeah. I'm going to get it. It's going to have that European feel to it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I tell you, I need a European <laughs> feel to my apartment, uh, Haley. So this could be very cool. Um, hey, John. Uh, John, any. Uh, <laughs> John, you want a robo shot? No, we, we're good. We're good. We got, all, we, got, we got all the products all over the, all the all around. Oh my gosh! All the products all over the rooms. I'll bet. Robo, robo shot is also the new uh, bartender android at the Amsterdam. <laughs> At those, well, there we we talked to uh, Chris Gamble at Customize about the uh, self-service beer places. Haley, you gotta check this oh, out. Oh my god, how have I not heard of this? Yeah, you gotta check it out because Chris Gamble's a very cool guy. We had him on yesterday with Customize and Live Install, and he was telling us all about. It. And Chuck, what's that place? Uh, beer and Monkey Nuts. Yeah, it was something with beer. And, they had beer and Monkey Nuts, and it was yeah. like self-serve beer. You just you have like a little card, and you just walk up and yeah. swipe. And, they keep drop and if you lose, Monkey Nuts drop out. Is that how it works? Well, <laughs> I guess so. I guess. You know ding, what? Ding, ding, boom! There they are. Well, and, Where well, is this? I don't uh, find don't find know. Chris Gamble at hashtag yeah. live install. Yeah. He's okay. running around there all over the place I'll, I'll, and uh, yeah, he's and, on fire on Twitter. I'll oh, tell yeah, you, yeah. you know, I'll tell you what, Haley, get, see if you can find Chris because he's so cool. The guy's from the UK uh, at customized with an S, not a Z, because we talked okay. about patent. We talked about infringement yesterday, but try and catch up with Chris Gamble because he and say hi to to him by the way for us. Uh, Krista, you had something to say about the uh, the new Infocom organization for women? Yeah, um, I spoke with Melissa Taggart yesterday, and she said they're, they're still putting together the council of women for uh, the council list together, and that once that is arranged and the first meeting is set up, it'll be released to the public. Mm. Um, I know that today, or this morning at ISC, there was a women of Infocom breakfast, um, Sarah Joyce um, from Electrosonic and Diana Danziger, um, an international organizational leadership consultant, were there to discuss um, how women inevitably diminish their own potential and prohibit their own careers from moving forward. 
So they had a lot of open uh, talk and roundtable discussions about those topics. Um, women of Infocom Network are arranging to have a meetup occur at the Infocom Connections event in San Jose, California on uh, March 4th and 5th. And more details of that will be released soon. And of course, there will be a Women of Infocom breakfast at Infocom in Orlando this year on Thursday, June 18th. And as that gets closer, those uh, details will be released as well. And I know, Chuck, you were talking about it, too. You know, you know, some influential uh, people there. As yeah, well. yeah. Some uh, good friends of mine are on the council. Uh, Aaron Bolton and uh, Aaron's leading it, right? Yep. Aaron's leading it. And I uh, I was reading the write up on uh, the Infocom site and I saw Joanne uh, Belanger was uh, there was a picture of her and she was I guess she's sitting in on it and I believe Corey Schaefer's also in on that issue. Yeah. If you if you have not experienced an hour conversation with Erin, take the oh time. Oh my God, she's, she's, she's incredible to talk to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you walk away from those talks feeling charged up. Yep, right? you really do. Yeah. And I, I know Haley is a very visible AV tweet uh, woman in the industry, and uh, you know I, I'm sure Haley, uh, you know you have something to say about this as well. Yeah, I actually saw it on LinkedIn the other day. I thought it was so exciting. It's a really cool opportunity. I love going to the Women in Navy breakfasts and stuff um, during Infocom. So I, I was really looking forward to this. I think this is a great thing. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. You know, if we play it right, gentlemen, we can leave it in their capable hands and we can go drink beer after this. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. About industry. after this, I've got mine cracked already and almost done. You can take this AV industry and run with it. <laughs> Ladies, we're fine. I don't know, Corey. I don't see you taking sips. Are you pouring it into an AV bucket? No. I, oh, <laughs> the hashtag AV bucket nice. knows all about that. Nice. Oh, yeah. I've, he's been nursing that same beer for like the last two yeah, hours. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. I didn't know what was going to happen. I figured we're all talking beer. I cracked it. Where's yours, Chuck? I I, okay. I don't I, I have to admit I don't drink before work. Right. I hear it's not a good thing. Uh but Mark, so we have our next guest coming up. Haley. Yeah. We, we are so happy to have you coming from Amsterdam. And by the way, Please find this monkey beer nuts, beer and monkey nuts, whatever, yes. whatever the hell this thing is called, <laughs> and report beer. back into us. To get a, should we get our t-shirt orders and, and over to her? I mean, <laughs> I take a lady's petite. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of those that ties in the front. So, all right. So, I hear our next guest is uh, still uh, filling up on coffee. So, uh, yeah. we'll keep does, Haley does, a little does Haley want it? Haley, do you want to take the quiz? Oh, oh yeah. We oh, forgot the quiz. Yes. Want to take, take the quiz? quiz? Yes. See, okay. she'll probably do well because she knows the show. Right. <laughs> I'll see. So, so this is this is the deal. It, it is seven questions about Holland. Okay. Okay. So, or about the Netherlands. I, I actually learned something that Holland is only a portion of the Netherlands that's coastal and not the whole country. So, but these are questions about the Netherlands in general. You have seven questions, right? <laughs> okay. And we have, we're going to do it on a, on a 90 second timer, but so just give your best answer and move forward. All right. And here we go. So question number one, the herring with chopped raw onions and pickles is a national dish. The Dutch consume how many pounds of it each year? Closest million, Haley. How many millions of pounds? Eight of million. Pounds? How many? Eight. Eight, okay. 
70% of the world supply of Chuck's favorite staple comes from Netherlands. Haley's going to know this. Heineken. Uh, oh, come on. Am I wrong? That's the other thing. The next, the next one. The Dutch are the world's blankest population with men averaging over 184 centimeters. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> hey, hey, whoa, be careful on this one. <laughs> the Dutch, they are the world's fill in the blank as population with men averaging over 184 centimeters. Uh, tallest? <laughs> okay. The next, this alcohol was invented in the Netherlands and it's Heineken. usually, it's usually, <laughs> it's usually and mixed with and tonic. Did I get anything right? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> All right. The next one. A person in Holland drinks on average how much beer a year in pints? Uh, 572 pints. Okay. That's no all? <laughs> With 25% of the Netherlands below sea level and another 50% less than one meter in elevation, what were the famous windmills originally used for? <laughs> oh, I could give a good answer. What? Go for it, Corey. My no, 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 no. You, you're the one on the spot right now. I don't know. I'll but... tweet mine out. Okay. And the last one. What was the last one? Oh, with uh, Holland is the world's largest exporter of this food, grossing over 7 billion euro. Lutefisk. <laughs> I'm what trying to think of the good Dutch dishes I've had. Uh, some kind of, I don't know, sauerkraut? <laughs> I want you to go to all the restaurants there and ask if they put sauerkraut on hot dogs. Sauerbraten. That was horrible. Now we're yeah, you're in the wrong part of the world, uh, I hate. I know. I don't really know why I said that. It's okay. Don't worry. I think I had a craving or something. You may get have won the, the prize. Get on the train for two hours, and then you can get some sauerbraten and sauerkraut in Dusseldorf, Germany. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey and by the way, Haley, if you win, you get a robo shot. Oh, sweet. That's the prize. Yeah. If if you win, Corey will actually return the piece of hardware that you're sending. <laughs> no, I won't. I keep them all. <laughs> so he's still, uh, he's still evaluating the guy's base egg six months. <laughs> Wait a second. There it is, oh, the base egg. Everyone should have oh, one. <laughs> so uh, do we have our next guest, Mark? Is uh, What's the oh, story? He went to go get coffee. What do you mean but, uh, went to go get coffee? Where'd he go that's to? That's a classic uh, John Green to, to Germany? Go to get coffee and then you disappear. RGB, RGB, spectrum, <laughs> RGB spectrum stood us up. John oh, didn't show. What? And really? Then, uh, we don't Tim, appreciate that. Tim came to the booth early twice from Barco, so he oh. went to go get coffee and he's coming back. Did Tim go to Starbucks or Pete's? <laughs> um, he, went to, he went to Von Etten's. <laughs> hey, by the way, since yesterday, I tell you what, I think Pete's is our official coffee of the Cavalry Ride show, Mark. What? Yeah. They actually, uh, they actually were engaging with us quite heavily on Twitter this morning. That's nice were, of them. Were they really? They were. 
They were. They. I mentioned that uh, that Pete's was too far for me to drive to this morning, and they came back in very quickly and said, "But it would have been worth the drive." Uh, <laughs> right. Absolutely. So they, Haley, they have some smart marketing people at Pete's. They actually know to respond uh, in, in a social media setting. Right. I'm saying, actually, Caribou is very good at that as well. Just saying, another coffee. Yes. Happy, uh, social yes. media person. Caribou. <laughs> we, used, we used to have Caribou here. Now it's Pete's, but I know you guys got Caribou out there. And Stacy, you know, she has Natalie coming on all the time, and we ask her about <laughs> Caribou and her favorite drink there. So uh, you that's know, Martin, so funny. Did you know that the girls of Vadio got onto a billboard for Caribou? Oh, what? what? Yeah. They tweeted what? a picture and they asked if they could use it for their billboard. So they did in Minneapolis. We got a Pete's Caribou connection here. This is uh, this <laughs> terrific. So, Mark, uh, why don't we see if our next guest has uh, has arrived? I don't, I don't think he has. He's still he's still getting coffee, Corey. Are we you just remember, gonna keep remember getting... lines? You remember the lines at Infocom to get anything to eat or drink? I'm sure ISE is like a thousand times worse. Oh, so, so he's waiting on a 20 deep line to get coffee, and now uh, he's, yeah, he's he'll probably be here in about 45 minutes. Yeah, he's um, blowing us off. Yeah, actually, how big is um, as far as um, I saw? I saw they were trying to set record numbers of people attending ISE compared to Infocom. Is it bigger? Is it more on the NAB level of amount of people? I was told that this year there was maybe 59,000 was their best guess. So they're, 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 they're anticipating for 59,000, but it's supposed to be, they're assuming it's going to be more like 56. I believe last year they got about 50. So pretty comparable, I think. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. Infocom this year? It was only like the 30,000 or something, wasn't it? I think so, 30-something, yeah. 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 So it's a, it's, a much bigger, it's a much bigger show, but like we were talking about yesterday, ISC is really a joint venture between Infocom and CDS. Right. So you've got yeah. to kind of pull those two shows together, mm-hmm. and then you can, uh, you can kind of figure out what the audience would be. Yeah. But I think that's kind of cool, um, other than the fact that Resi integrators kind of wander over into our commercial space during the show, which is, you know, then we have to have the Telemundo you know, Ron Burgundy anchor guy. <laughs> hey, Violet, hey, so we, <laughs> what's up, Rizzy bitches? You know, we, we've had a whole bunch of throwdowns in the recent shows. Should we have an ISC throwdown? Huh? What do you think? We, we should. We should have a, a commercial versus live install versus pro versus wow. Rezzy, uh four-way battle royale. Hey, and then somebody... you have to get all the offshoots, the little offshoots for like commercial. You have federal government, you have, you know, uh, actual commercial proper, you have like guys that just do uh, uh, universities and higher ed. Right. It's yeah, it... in the eye with a pencil. Hey, Chuck, <laughs> could, you, could you tweet that out, Chuck? Hit all the ads and hashtags, uh, throw down. I mean, you know, this could incite a riot. Hey, and card girls, is that where we're going to go with this again, too? <laughs> catch me up with that little kerfuffle was going on yesterday. I wasn't able to follow it on Twitter. What was, what was that? The you had a kerfuffle. You going. kerfuffle? Yes, you had a kerfuffle. That was the, that's the word of the week. Well, is that a hashtag? It's, it's a Microsoft kerfuffle. It's like a Danish, oh, but just uh, more like has a fish taste. Hey, how many times has Haley said Microsoft? I don't know. Well, she only did it once. It only, it only fell out once. Is that Hollywood. right? We can coax her out. Yeah, that's right. Haley, you're not keeping up your report. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. Audio, audio? I have 
You said Vadio at least five times, so you know, that's, that's okay. Other guests haven't said Vadio yet, Haley, so it's a good well, thing. So, nice. so here's my question for Haley. Hey, I, I will do a name drop for Chief, by the way. Looking good over there, Chief. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Here's, here's my question for Haley. Haley. It so, looks better with Coxon in the booth, right, Mark? Exactly. <laughs> Did you say so, booth? Oh. oh man! Yeah, it's the stand. If he was standing in the stand, Coxon would be great. Uh, exactly. So, I, okay. so Haley, I'm wearing. Listen, I'm wearing AMX. I'm really. I'm kind of a clump because we actually have someone from Vadio on the Cavalry Ride Show. No kidding. And we have no Vadio gear. No swag. No Vadio gear whatsoever. I promise it'll come your way. Actually, I mean, new new thing. Well, this is the wrong one. Can you see my button? Oh, yeah, the button. I can see oh, yeah, the button. button. Oh, I like one. Yeah, this one won't make sense to everyone. I this like one, one but of this those. This one's Palmer with Sally. Sally's our international channel manager here. And literally, we have lines of people coming into our booth, and nobody will come. We'll be like, oh, can we help you? And they'll be like, we're here for Sally. <laughs> like, they'll never come talk to anybody but Sally. So we, for our booth staff, we did that. Okay. Um, am I Sorry, and then for uh, our regular swag, we're doing our Keep Calm and Cat 5 on, so have a little bit of fun there. <laughs> Did I cut out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to uh, we're gonna have to let Haley go. We have two people waiting for seats. Okay, guys. Well, thank you for having me. Well, Hi, Haley. Haley. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. For- have Good, you. Good seeing you. Good seeing you, Haley. I had a blast. Bye, guys. Thank have a good one. You. So we got who coming in next? Uh, Mark. We got Tim. I I I think we bring them both in, Corey. Oh, we can't bring them both in. Yeah, we can. They, they, one of them was late by about thirty minutes. All right. All right. <laughs> they're, not, like it, they're not competitors. I mean, it's not right. like we're bringing in. This is true. Hey, we could have an RGB Spectrum Barco sh- uh, throwdown. There we go. What do you think? So before before they come in, uh, Allison Maxson, our f- 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 buddy, she's not a foe, she's not fake, um, <laughs> she sent me a little information on what's going on, what's new. First, there's the HDF W30 Flex, a 30,000 lumens WUXGA three-chip DLP projector with standard flex brightness. Sounds cool, John, huh? John is on. John is He's on mute, which is good because I think I saw F to the K. <laughs> oh my God. I'm back. Oh, Jesus. I'm back. Um, now, Barco has announced a strategic alliance with video, V-I-D-Y-O, video conferencing to deliver immersive collaborative visualization solutions with integrated telepresence capabilities. This is big. Um, video is one of the uh, longest standing of the newer uh, video conferencing companies and Barco announcing a global strategic alliance is uh, is something else. That's uh, that's great. The last is Barco introduces full range of media servers that offer full show automation. Um, I'll tell you what, always great things uh, going on at Barco, and uh, you know, and again, Allison's a good friend of ours, so I appreciate her sending this information. Well, you know what those those media servers do. That's that's the new big thing in show production. I mean, those media servers are used for 3D mapping, which I don't know if you've seen some of the award shows lately, and uh, and pretty much any kind of big blowout uh, uh, TV production. Three 3D uh, projection is is the hot thing. So Barco's getting into the media servers that uh, take care of that 3D projection. 
Yeah, they get yeah. A, on the floor. They get a Tesla all lit up. The three D mapping. Mm-hmm. So do we have Tim from Barco with us? Uh, is that Tim or is that or is John? that John from RGB? This is John from RGB. Yeah. Oh, hey, John. I've seen John. Tim's picture, and that's not Tim. That's yeah, I was gonna say from from my picture of Tim, I didn't think it was Tim, although we were talking about Barco a little bit. So, John from RGB Spectrum, how are you, sir? I'm good. Second day of the show. A little tired, but happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. Talk about tired. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know yeah, what's going on this no, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, Corey, we're up, but we don't have the uh, disadvantage of jet lag. Where did you fly in from, John? Uh, yeah, I live in Oakland, so okay. we're based yeah. in Alameda. So I did that overnight, Sunday to Monday, coming in. You win. You win, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you win. That. And then you got to set up the show and then work the show, of course, for a couple of days. Right. You mean – you mean you guys have product there that you're showing at your stand or something like that? There's yeah, imagine that. Going on there? The we don't just come for the social aspects of the show. <laughs> and the beer. Oh, oh okay, man. The beer. Of course. See, yeah. He's got us he's got us figured out, Corey. He knows why we would go to the show. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. That's So what do you, what is RGB uh, what are, what are you showcasing there this year? So we've got our control room management products, the it's a mouthful of letters, MCMS. Uh, that's our, I know, huh? We need our little uh, acronym guide here. Uh, that's our control room management system with a software uh, component, also our multi-viewers and uh, wall processing. So that gets us a uh, really great looking video wall on the show floor, a couple of control stations. Shows people how we can uh, operate in the control room environment, one of our mainstays. We also have a virtual uh, GUI demo of our new Galileo wall processor we introed at Infocom last year. Okay. So, and we have our remote desktop product, the VDA, another acronym. Uh, so we have <laughs> lots of little toys. At the show. <laughs> so RGB Spectrum is the acronym company. Yes, for sure. Correct. Well, we have our little TLA guide available if you like that. <laughs> oh, there you go. The uh, the EAE, the excessive acronym, acronym expert, right? <laughs> exactly. Wow. Uh, that is my title. There we go. Well, <laughs> you know, I used to uh, I used to overlap with somebody who I don't think she's any longer with RGB, but uh, Janine Zafino down here in Orange County. Oh yeah, I'm in Orange County. J nine, as we affectionately call her, right? J nine. Well, she signs her emails that way too. Yeah. Yes, wow. exactly. So. Uh, RGB has some some great people, and I know from working uh, with the Navy, there were always opportunities to talk about RGB, um, especially with the yeah. the big command and control. So that's RGB is known for many years in the military side. I come in from more of the AV side before, <coughs> uh, but they're well known. We've been in business for like twenty five years, right? Forever. Uh, really solid company, solid products. Got it. That's so, you know, John, I was uh, I was in integration space for a little while. I I jumped out for a little while. I, I may end up getting back in, but you know, we did a lot of specking of RGB uh, spectrum products, and uh, you know, always good experiences with uh, with RGB spectrum products. And we didn't have to pay you to say that either. That's the good thing. This is true. <laughs> Although you probably will have to. I'll give you the address to send it <laughs> to. Um, and by, by the way. By the way, Mark, uh, John has some unique talents, so I think we'll get one of them in, you know, in the way he can speak. So what 
what John's going to do is the next question he's going to answer with that voice. Okay. Uh, I fed right. you this. I know. It's yes. Well, we're going to make you do it now because you're on the cavalry ride show. So, Mark, <laughs> ask John another question. Uh, so, John, you mentioned a, a new video wall processor called Galileo. What does that add to uh, to RGB there? Let's see. I don't know if I can do it in this voice versus the can voice for other things. So, the uh, it's the truck pull voice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Galileo processor allows you to do multiple streaming inputs as well as your direct baseband video inputs too. Hey! From RGB. <laughs> it works better with the uh, watch the big boys playing in the mud this Sunday at the Hoosier Dome. <laughs> Everybody's past comes back to haunt them. This is going to haunt me. Yeah, you know, and this show is going to go out go out to about a million people across the world, John. So you might yeah. you might you might have a second career. <laughs> well, yes, you mentioned your broadcast background too. So yeah, look where it got you. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The uh, that was a good base for me to come in with. A lot of years in broadcast video post production. A lot of user. I was a user for a long time. Then went to work for the manufacturers of this stuff. So for me, it's pretty fun working for companies. Tell them how to make the GUIs better, how to make the overall operations better. Mm. Bringing that path. Yeah, it's it's great when companies branch out and they start to grab those those uh, those end users and bring them in to help make the product better. So uh, that's a that's a great piece. With RGB, you know, you were mentioning video wall, and obviously 4K is all the buzz, UHD. Are you guys yeah. doing uh, anything where you're outputting 3840 by 1920 on the output side and taking in multiple 1080p inputs on the input side? Yeah, actually, we've had a product for a couple of years called the SuperView 4K. Yep. So we're known for the multi-viewers as well, the quad view we kind of invented, I guess. Um, so we've had a SuperView 4K out for a long time that does 1080p inputs and 4K inputs, outputs to a uh, 1080p or uh, four 1080p's on the output side for a 4K display. And okay. we have lots of things in development as well. We certainly see 4K around the world and know that it is becoming more and more pervasive. So there are some things I can't quite talk about yet that very soon you'll see releases on uh, some newer products as well. Okay, hey, John, so John, any? I'm sorry, Mark. Hey, John, any uh, observations here on your end? Yeah, I got to tell you, we've had some uh, recent uh, experience with RGB, and, and one of the most remarkable things is, besides the product, and I know the product inside and out, we're working with them on a, uh, some energy opportunities, and they have they have some legitimate. When a manufacturer knows its customer, knows the vertical, and knows how to talk to that vertical, it makes our job a little bit easier. They've been very informative about us, how to approach the marketplace. You know, so it's been really, really good. I mean, that's we've had, we've had very good. We're we're making a little bit of a drive, a drive into the ver energy vertical right now. So they've been very helpful in that area. We've had some. I'm not sure where your install was, John, but we've had several in energy uh, applications around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, what we find surprising is is that you're, we keep expecting it to be, you know, a mega wall. But in a lot of cases, these are small energy companies that, that have, uh, you know, minor applications, but you do it over and over and over again. So, and the ability, yeah. you, you tie things together really nicely with other systems as well. So. And we have that. We have the uh, basic MCNS thing here, and that's often what we what we're talking about: the control room management. Yep. You can have a couple of control stations. You can have yep. a video wall. A video wall. You have. We have people that have a two by six array at the operator stations. 
or yep. on mini video wall. That's exactly the application that we're talking about. I mean, that's we're, we're tying a, a few locations together with one central and uh, tying some other technologies into it. So, you've and you can take somebody out. who works in a different city, even or different yep. building, yep, and bring them in exactly. as well. So yep. In the same room. Mm. yep. And, 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 and again, and, it, and I think that you built it into a large degree. I mean, at least from our conversations, is you built that with that in mind. I mean, you you went to the end users and you you took that feedback and you built it into the product. So again, That's that makes our job easier. That's our goal. Yep. And and some of the stuff MCMS two that's come up with the show is integration time. You can set up the whole room like this in twenty minutes. Yep. It, that's what our engineer has actually done at the show. It's really yeah. simple. Uh, once you have all your stuff in a row, and we help you design the systems as well, so we can yep. make sure we're doing it right. Yeah, you've got the right resources for what we need to get done. No doubt about it. Yeah. Glad to hear that. So uh, before we get to uh, John's other story, oh, so, yeah. so so Chris, did he use a lot of acronyms in your job? Uh, yeah, probably, but a lot of them are probably self-imposed acronyms <laughs> that I use. <laughs> I think John's are too. <laughs> Nobody will ever know. Um, hey, Krista, do you, these technologies and all, do you, uh, you know, do you go out with this in your company at all? Yeah, um, I'm familiar with, uh, like the RGB spectrum lineup and, and utilize that, uh, with video wall applications and whatnot. Um, but I was very familiar with a lot of uh, the products that when we were talking to Denon Pro. Um, so yeah, so a lot of this stuff um, is something that we apply. Um, my company is slightly different in the fact that we do the AV portion, but we also do a lot of broadcast and production like TV studio type applications. So that's, that's a whole nother world of acronyms that I'm trying to learn. Like, you know, when they say SIMPT and there's really no vowels except the E at the end, it's like, how is that possible? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, Mark, uh, we're going to get to the quiz, but let Tim tell his other story. I'm, I'm not yeah. – I mean, let John tell his other story because uh, this is interesting. Little fun facts, right? So everybody's aware of the old clapper commercial, right? The clap yeah. on, clap off. You've seen the old lady do the clapper and then fall off and then fall over in the bed. <laughs> Honest to goodness, this like was actually you know. videotaped in my parents' bedroom in Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> One of my oh, small man. claim to fame. How about that? Was well, that you fell over in the bedroom too? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's better. It's better that your parents' bedroom's claim to fame is the clapper and not the clap. So that's good. They didn't. <laughs> I, I knew he was going. Oh my God! Did you have oh, to go? And you know, the other funny say. thing about this is that that claim to fame. We're going to be talking about it because we know you. <laughs> you know, right? We're going to be like third generation deep. So now, now I know. Now I know the guy. <laughs> whose, be, whose parents' bedroom the Clapper commercial was in. And I also met the guy whose dad sold all the tang to the Heaven's Gate cult. <laughs> I did. I That's met pretty him cool. in the show. Uh, what stories you have to tell now? I know. Look at this. <laughs> tang. Does anybody... Chris, do you know what Tang is? I mean, yeah, I drank oh, Tang. Okay, good. All right, I, just, uh, there, I don't drink it right. anymore. But really, does anybody drink Tang anymore? No. Is it even no. still make it? Monkeys that go into space. I don't think I make it anymore. I'll have to check yeah. the supermarket when I go over. I probably there. got some in my cupboard. I'll be right back. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask the kids over there who work there for Tang, and they'll all give me strange looks. Like, what? The, what are you talking about? What the hell? Well, is that? space food sticks in your cupboard. Right. Exactly. Remember those? 
Yeah, yeah. So, Mark, uh, we have a you we know have we have Livewire here who is going to play the game, and and parting gifts are unbelievable. Uh, you know what? We have a Ferrari. If you okay, John. What what scale? What and, and by and by we by a Ferrari we mean you we'll put you on a podcast with Victoria, Victoria Ferrari, Victoria Ferrari. Uh, right. exactly. in Colorado. I know her. Texas. In Houston, Colorado. Colorado. And by the way, a little shout out to Synergy CT, one of our best follower members on Cavalry Rides. So uh, they're down in Houston, Colorado, John. So, uh, <laughs> you know. So, so, so no, doing, my, doing my homework, it is hashtag Tang Social. Oh, there we go. Nice. Wow. <laughs> AV Tang Social. There we go. Tang wait, 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 wait. There's some pictures. Of, no, that's not the right one. That's not the right one. And while John works on that. <laughs> John, so, so John Hankel, we have a quiz here. Um, the rest of our members have all went through this seven-question quiz, and we're giving away a prize. We're going to give you the opportunity to log in seven answers, and then we'll notify you later of your uh, your placement in the contest. Okay. But I'm there gonna... are all questions that have to do with facts about the place you're in, the Netherlands. So okay. we're going to go through these quickly. We have 90 seconds for seven questions, and we're going to start now. A herring with chopped raw onions and pickles is a national dish. How many millions of pounds do the Dutch consume of it each year? Can I get a choice? No. Million. no multiple choice here. Oh. These are all fillings. How many millions of pounds? Two million pounds. Two million pounds. Okay, the next one. 70% of the world's supply of Chuck's favorite food comes from the Netherlands. What is it? The mad sound guy. 70% Chuck's favorite food. Yes. Uh, ah. I mean, what is the favorite food? No, yes. his favorite food, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the uh, Stroopenwaffle. The uh, Stroopenwaffle. Right? Awesome. <laughs> How did he know that? Because <laughs> I love them, too. Hey, Chuck, yes. you better go on Facebook with that. <laughs> the Stroopenwaffle. So the Dutch are the world's blank population with men averaging over 184 centimeters I would say tallest okay the next question this alcohol was invented in the Netherlands and it's commonly mixed with tonic mm. oh um, not what's Genevieve there's some uh, right is that it Genevieve I'm, I'm not saying but I'm nodding so yeah, we'll something like that thank we you can't feed you the answers John this but you could nod profusely <laughs> no, I can do a bobble. <laughs> a person in in the Netherlands, on average, drinks how many pints of beer each year? Oh, uh, let's see. Let's see, twenty four thousand. Twenty four thousand pints a year. Wow. Okay, people are very, people are really drunk out there in the Netherlands. It's like I they're partying with me and Krista. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Trying to keep up. I think Chuck can hoist that much beer. <laughs> in an Wade. hour. Hey, Wade Boggs, we're challenging you. All right, Chuck is. There he goes. You are. You're a wuss. I'm going to tell you right now. You can't drink half of what Chuck drinks. So uh, this is all a lie. The fabrications. Charlie Day, your BFF. You know he don't know. <laughs> so, John, with 25% of the Netherlands below sea level and another 50% less than a meter in elevation, what were the windmills originally used for? 
windmills were used for uh, flooding, for like sump pump, pumping the water out. There we go. And the last one. The Netherlands is the larger, largest exporter of this, for seven billion euro. Can I go back to the previous answer? The Struppenwaffel. Struppenwaffel. <laughs> Struppen or Heineken. Heineken's the next one. <laughs> hey, John, are you looking this up? What is no. this? John Green. No, John Green is he? No, 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 no. No, not at all. Wow. Awesome. All right, John, we'll, we'll have to let you know. I think you might have fared pretty well in this contest, though. Do you think he's going to get the awesome. guest spot with Victoria? I, I think he might win the, the guest spot with Victoria, Victoria Ferrari. Wow. Awesome. John, that's a, that is a great prize, I must tell you. I'm Most very thankful. points for not saying Microsoft once during his entire interview. No, oh. didn't say Microsoft. <laughs> hey, John, say Microsoft. <laughs> See what am I getting into? Let's see, better judgment uh, right there. It's part of the contest. My just, just a uh, just one other question: How is the uh, how is the copyright infringement lawsuit going against PYPB PR system? <laughs> I make no All right, John. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, John. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, John. Be safe there in Holland, and uh, good luck to you at ISE. Yeah. Thanks very much. Good luck. Thanks. Thanks for coming in. So Tim, Tim uh, had to go to a meeting. Tim Seneve at Barco, but I just do want to reference Barco's Resi, their new residential division. Um, you know, this is this is big stuff uh, for Barco, and you know, part of what the, is on the website uh, so now celebrating our unique 80-year pedigree. Barco Residential is a return to our, our origins, bring the very pinnacle of our image and sound technologies to create unique experiences for our discerning customers to share with their loved ones in the privacy of their own homes. John, you guys do a uh, resi work? Uh, or no. You don't do any resi, okay? Not even a little. <sighs> yeah, we don't either. Well, no. that's, that's okay. I mean, you know, not a lot of uh, commercials, but, you know, for those who do resi out there, um, Barco's brand new division, and um, you know, definitely check it out. Uh, you know, I, I think it is something to see. So, um, so guys, guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cue you in. I'm gonna cue you in quickly on the answers to our questions, so we all know what we were talking about here. Ooh, wait, so, wait, guys, wait, somebody wait else is in the room. Hey, hey, we got somebody who looks like Gary Kay. I'll be right no. back. I just want to tell you, I'll be. Give me like. Three minutes and I'll come right back. Okay, and oh, I'll okay. get on with you guys. All right, awesome. Wow, that's all in. Hey, Mark, yeah, let's, let's go. Now. Let's go. Let's go. Mark, was that Gary K? Gary K is going to sit in on the end of this show. No, we got a new show to do with him, but you know, okay. it's okay. He doesn't know. There we go. So with our with our piece here, the herring. Since we talked so much about lutefisk, I thought since these people actually eat herring, that uh. We would be fun to know that they eat 26.5 million pounds of it. Wow. Every year. Wow. Which, which actually only comes to about five fish per person. <laughs> so so even, even the people who love herring hate it is what I'm going to Is it rationed there, Mark? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. You, oh. you know, the, the, second, the second question, though, was the one that that I thought Chuck would have found interesting that 70% of the world's bacon supply comes from the Netherlands. Really? What? I would not have guessed that. Yeah. Bacon. Wow. So, okay, so I'm totally moving to this place. I mean, they've got <laughs> I'm out.
Hey, you know what? If Chuck and I had ended up going over, if we got more than $50 in our crowdfunding, uh, Mark, he might have stayed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would, hey, speaking of, wait, trying to get my 50 bucks back. What's that about? <laughs> hey, uh, wait, yeah. Sean, you weren't reimbursed? Okay, well, uh, well, we'll have a few people look into that from Rave. Okay. Yeah, I bet you will. <laughs> <laughs> When he figured out that uh, when he figured out that the bacon that seventy percent of the world's bacon is sitting right there for the eating, um, yeah, he would have he would have definitely stayed. Yeah. A few of the guests got it right that the Dutch is the world's tallest population. I think I was. Uh, One hundred eighty-four centimeters is about six feet tall, by the way. Wow. And, and so Anders is seven feet tall, so he's probably the tallest person <laughs> in that place. And then the women, by the way, are, are all. Over, a little over five foot six. Oh, wow. Yeah, the women population. What do you know? Yeah, the yeah they have women there. They do have women there in uh, Amsterdam. <laughs> Three. <laughs> They're real popular. Three women. Three women. <laughs> and two of them work for Gary. Yeah. The alcohol yes, in, yeah. in the Netherlands. Uh, was Genevieve or Gin? Yes. Oh, so good. John got that. Got that. that was very good. So, and then this one was actually low. So, with Holland being the second largest drink, beer drinking population, the average person in the Netherlands drinks 156 pints of beer in a year. Wow. Huh. That's not a lot. That's that's wow. that's like a weekend for me. That's I right. know. Chuck can Chuck can drink that what in a day, a uh, couple of days, Chuck. Yeah. See, 156 pints. If I sat down with Wade Boggs, that's like a. Yeah, few I wonder if Wade Boggs could drink half. Wade, you know what? You are a wuss. Okay, uh, Chuck <laughs> is gonna drink so far under I the think table. It's, it's like, I think it's hilarious. Of course, like Wade Boggs, you're a wuss. Chuck's gonna beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corey, Corey's. Corey's the Corey's the guy who picked the fight and then went and got his brother, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> or his sister. <laughs> hey, listen, I have a brother and a sister, so I would enlist my sister. <laughs> I'll tell me you. Me too. Yeah. Oh, you too. Wait a minute. My uh, sister, my sister would tear me to pieces. Ooh. Wow. In a dark alley, Mark. In a dark alley, okay. for uh, sure. For sure. So, so with 25% of the Netherlands below sea level and 50% less than a meter, John got that right. The windmills were used for pumping water. Oh, yep. wow. John Hankel sounds like he won. Good call. And you, he, he did, actually. And wow. you know what? Um, wow. Did you know that we, when Hurricane Katrina hit, we actually consulted the Dutch to figure out what to do with all that water? No kidding. Yep. Wow. They so helped. their response was, we're good. We have enough. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like – it looks like John Hankel won the Ferrari. So Gary, what you? How does Pexip, with with the hometown of there, lose that contest? I, you know, they're not. No, no, no. They, no, they're, they're from in Norway. Norway. Oh, that's okay. why. That explains second, a lot. The second place team was actually Ivan and Martin. I don't, and I don't know if Martin oh. is from Netherlands, but he he, he might be. Know a lot. He he, the be. last one, the largest exporter of this, the Netherlands is the largest exporter of cheese. Wow. Oh, I would have guessed tools. I was going with tools, too. You gave it away a little bit. I mean, at the end, you start to soften up by saying food. Food, yeah. 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 You know, it's like, oh. You can't so eat are, but, yeah, cheese. So, you know, you know what, Gary? Uh, looks like John Hankel from our Cheese, bacon, and beer. Won the contest. You need to provide him a Ferrari. <laughs> and he wants Fire Engine Red. 
Okay, that's the contest win. Is Texas orange? Make it Texas orange. No, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. So Gary, uh, you know, go out and get a Ferrari after the show and uh, send it to RGB Spectrum. No worries. All right, (laughs) there you go. So Mark, is it time to wrap this uh, this thing up? It's time to wrap up Cavalry because we have a conversation with Gary Kay that we want to get to. So we do. Two hours, Mark. Two hours. Are we on the two-hour mark? You're the two-hour yeah. yeah. I think so. Uh, yeah, the RoboChuck hasn't kicked in, so we kind of lost track no, of Robo, time. We didn't get RoboChuck yeah. this time. He, he doesn't come in in Amsterdam. He only comes in the United States. We had five We had five amazing guests yes. come in. And then, you know, so we appreciate everybody who came in from ISE. We thank John Green and Krista for sitting in as yeah. part of the Cavalry crew tonight. Oh, yeah. And from Corey Moss, Chuck Espinosa, Mark Cox, and John Green, Krista Bender, you've been listening to the Cavalry Ride Show on Rave Radio. See you next time. In See the you next guys. Episode. Thanks. Peace. Take care. Take care.